Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Dear fellow saints awaiting Christ's coming. Some of you may remember the 1980s TV show, The A-Team. The leader of that group, Colonel Hannibal Smith, had a catchphrase you might have heard even if you never saw the show. I love it when a plan comes together. Well, sometimes things come together even if they'd never been planned that way, or at least not by any human like me. If you were to reach back into your memory or take the time to review a few months' worth of recordings, you might realize that an informal and unstated theme of our sermons here from Pentecost through to the beginning of September was identity, who we are as Christians. And of course, since we kicked off the ministry year, our theme has been what matters. Well, I love it when the Holy Spirit's plan brings things together. The text chosen for this evening combines both themes because what Paul shows us here is that gratitude matters because it is an essential and important part of our identity as Christians, who and what we are as the people of God. See here how the Apostle Paul connects and completes things as he relates what he prays for for the believers in the city of Colossae. Colossians 1, 9-12. For this reason, from the day we heard about your love, we also have not stopped praying for you. We keep asking that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you might live in a way that is worthy of the Lord. Our goal is that you please him by bearing fruit in every kind of good work and by growing in the knowledge of God as you are being strengthened with all power because of his glorious might working in you. Then you will have complete endurance and patience, joyfully giving thanks to the Father who qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. This is the word of the Lord. Now, as far as I know, Neither the culture nor the church in Colossae had any tradition like our festival of thanksgiving, though the city was located in what is present-day Turkey. But let's imagine for a moment that a small group of Christians had gathered in someone's home for a fellowship meal just after Paul's letter had arrived in the city and was being passed around for study. The leader of the group, a pastor or an elder, stops after reading this portion of the letter and says, the apostle has just talked about us giving thanks to the Father. What are you thankful for today? We can picture the more Attentive students in the group quickly repeating back some of what they had just heard read. Well, I'm thankful that Paul is always praying for us, even though he's never met us. I, I give thanks that God is filling us with his power so that we can be fruitful in doing good works. I'm thankful that for Christ's sake, the Father has said 
that we have a place in his kingdom of light as his saints. And we can also picture others sharing that they give thanks for their families, for their homes, their church, the, the food they're eating, their health, and so on. And of course, we can also the picture, um, Demas took mine. He said what I was going to say. But if then their leader used this opportunity to ask a deeper question, why are you thankful? Or to put a finer point on it, why does being thankful, why does gratitude matter? Well then, how would they answer? How would you answer? I would guess that most of us, even most Christians, would stammer and stutter a bit if put on the spot like that. It's much easier to think of things to be thankful for, and it's also easier to just think of being thankful as, well, something we're supposed to do, or something that's expected of us, or even as just what's polite and civilized. But if there were no social pressure to express gratitude for good things, why would we still do it? Why does it matter? There is no shortage of passages in the Bible encouraging, even instructing us to give thanks to the Lord. So we could say that gratitude matters because God wants us to be thankful. But that, that barely even scratches the surface. And God isn't looking for mere obedience from his people. He wants thankfulness that comes from the heart, in faith and love, not from duty. The passage that we read earlier from Deuteronomy 8 helps us answer the question. There, Moses leads us to understand that gratitude matters because it gives us perspective. It keeps us from forgetting where our blessings come from, God, not us, and it helps us maintain a, a proper understanding of our own power and worth. What we are given, God gives us because he loves us, not because we deserve his favor. We also learn in Deuteronomy there that gratitude is something that we want to maintain in our hearts and, and practice in our lives because giving thanks connects us to God every time we do it. And because it reminds us of the Lord's many loving and, and generous promises to us, which he has kept and will always keep, because he is faithful even when we are faithless. The account of the ten lepers in our gospel today, though, gets us even closer to understanding the significance of gratitude. Jesus healed all ten of them, but only one of them returned to him and gave glory to God for his cleansing. What was different about him that he did this? It wasn't that he was a Samaritan, though that was remarkable. It was that he had put his faith in Jesus. And that faith not only enabled his healing, it expressed itself in joyful, heartfelt thanksgiving. He may not have been a believer in Christ very long, but he understood what believers do, and he did it. 
he gave thanks. And so do we. There are are so many things that are part of Christian identity and Christian maturity for us. Paul gives us more than a few here. Being filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Living in a way that is worthy of the Lord and pleasing Him by bearing fruit in every kind of good work and by growing in the knowledge of God. And the more that those things are true for us, the more we will find ourselves being strengthened with all power because of His glorious might working in us, having complete endurance and patience, and finally, giving thanks to the Father. Not from custom or by command, but giving thanks joyfully. Because all His glorious gifts and blessings to us cannot help but make our hearts glad. No matter our situation, no matter our needs, no matter our poverty or riches, this joyful, constant, spontaneous, generous expression of gratitude is not and cannot be just some option or or extra for us, something on a menu that we include in our lives or don't, depending on our mood or desires. No, this is what we want. What we want to be and to do as the new creatures in Christ that God has made us. We simply cannot be complete Christians without gratitude. And so we will always work to be found giving thanks to the Father who qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. Now note, who is running the verb there? God the Father qualified us for heaven. We did not do that ourselves. No one can. We are all sinful by nature absolutely corrupted and burdened with guilt and utterly incapable of making ourselves any better or more acceptable in the presence of our perfectly holy and righteous Almighty God. The only way to have our sins forgiven, the only way to have our guilt changed to innocence, our destiny moved from hell to heaven, is for the Lord Himself to make it so. And because He loved us, He did. We do not give thanks because God did us a favor, helping us out with something so it wouldn't be so hard to do ourselves. No, we give thanks because He did for us what we could never do ourselves. We owe and express unending, undying gratitude because the Son of God left His power, glory, and throne behind in heaven in order to become one of us, to save us, submitting not only to abuse and insults, but to death on a cross, so that His blood could wash away our sins and so that His life of innocence could become our own. We thank God for Jesus. Thank Him that He has declared us righteous for Christ's sake. Thank Him that He has given us eternal life in paradise. Thank Him for delivering us from death, hell, and the devil. 
And we thank Him for the privilege of praying to Him. Thank Him for praying to Him about every need and concern, and we thank Him for His promises to us to to take care of us in every way and, and work all things out for our good. We thank Him for house and home, for friends and family, food and drink, peace and prosperity, discipline and training, guidance and fellowship, and of course, we thank Him for the means of grace baptism and communion for His his perfect, powerful, and sufficient Scriptures. All of these things and, and too many other blessings to list or to count. Thanking Him is what we do because this is what God has done for us and, and what He has made us to be. Gratitude matters because it is who we are. And because this is how our joy over His gifts expresses itself. We are God's people. Disciples of Christ. Children of the Heavenly Father. Saints in His kingdom of light. So what do we do? We give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Please rise. Let the peace of Christ control your hearts, to which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Amen.